You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. In the room, I have Rob. Hello. Ben. Hey. And John. Goodbye. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is the seventh studio album by Elton John, released on 1973 as a double LP on the label MCA in the U.S. and DJM in the U.K. The producer was Gus Dungeon, and the genre is rock, pop rock, glam rock. And from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Erwine. It was designed to be a blockbuster, and it spilled over into two LPs, which was all the better to showcase every element of John's spangled personality, opening with the 11-minute melodramatic exercise, Funeral for a Friend slash Love Lies Bleeding, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road immediately embraces excess, but also tunefulness as John immediately switches over to Candle in the Wind and Benny and the Jets, two songs that form the core of his canon and go a long way towards explaining the overstuffed appeal of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. This was truly the debut of Elton John the Entertainer, the pro who knows how to satisfy every segment of his audience, and this eagerness to please means the record is giddy but also overwhelming a rush of too much muchness still taken aside at a time or even a song at a time it is a thing of wonder the album touched on everything john did before in suggested ways he'd move into the near future and that sprawling is always messy but usually delightful a testament to elton's 70s power as a star and a musician all right what do we think of Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. An overstuffed sausage. <laughs> it is an overstuffed sausage. It is full of delicious treats, but it has fallen out of its casing. Yeah, it, it's I interesting. Fully okay. agree. It, it, there's so much good. There's so much good going on here, and it's all good. Is the problem? It's all good, but it's there's some just around, absolutely excellent things around the middle. I start to realize how long it is, which is the death knoll for a double album for me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're not, if you're, you get to the middle and you're like, oh, I still got another album. I was three sides in and I was ready for it to be done. Okay. And I realized there was another side. And if that ever happens, at least for me, that's a sign it 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 shouldn't have been a double album. Yeah, uh, I'm just curious which specific song did you do you remember what I you got to? I start to lag. Right, uh, side three is where I lag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet Painted Lady's fine. Battle of Danny Bailey is fine, That's but I don't, right. re- I don't really need it. Yeah, those and then are it the gets into Dirty really... Little Girl, and I'm starting to check my watch. Hmm. And then it gets to to the first track of your sis, uh, of side four, like your sister can't twist, and it's just like a like a refried boogie woogie. Yeah, and I'm like. 
okay, dude, you, we've been hanging out for an hour now and you're playing me a boogie woogie. <laughs> like, you could have not. And then Saturday night, it's and then all Saturday night, sorry for fighting. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. But like, like, side four could have been side three. I think, I don't know, I don't know if I could narrow this down to, to like, just like, I love track one, and it's 12 minutes long, and I don't think it can be edited. Yeah, that's the problem. He has, he has too much material, and there's yeah, not really been, a way to That, that makes that. it even more insane, is how many records he was putting out yearly at this point in time, yeah. and then had so much fucking material, he thought, hey, why not? Let's just throw it all into this, this record. I think this could have been... Air t- an airtight single disc, unstoppable, unstoppable single disc, and I think if if there's some kind of format where there's where you're selling three sides, I, I I can't cut half this album to make it like there's not half an album of dead weight. There's too much good material. I think there's one side of dead weight on this album. And it's not like it's direct. It's not it's, like it's, it's bad not all stuff. Together. It's just not as good as the rest. Yeah. yeah, and like there's certain songs. The other stuff kind of overshines it. Oh yeah, I mean like Grace Seal and Jamaica Jerk Off. They're okay. I don't like Jamaica Jerk Off. I don't either. But it's not. Paul Simon did it better. But it's not. It's not as if it's like oh I've gotten a, a piece of screw in this sausage. Like it's still meat. It's well, just not as like, good as like, the rest. Like Sweet Painted Lady, I like yeah. it. I don't dislike it. But in the Elton John catalog, it doesn't stand out to me. It sounds like Elton John song number five. You don't need a Parisian beach song. If you got this, uh, I'm just trying to think at the time, though. If you got this album at the time and you, like, pulled it out and you started listening to oh, it, there's would enough, you, there's would you good feel... Stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't feel disappointed at all. I wouldn't all. feel cheated. No. I probably had... If I had bought this album in 1973, I probably would just... Not play side three. I was going to say, we would probably just put I'd go on... straight from the end of side two, which is, I've seen that movie too, which I think is kind of a jammer. I do love that. And then I would go, honestly, straight into track two of side four. <laughs> it's all right for fighting. I don't think that I would play Your Sister Can't Twist. I just, I don't need another version of someone trying to reinvent Boogie Woogie in yeah. 1973. Yeah. And side three is only three songs, right? Four. It's uh, Sweet Painted Lady, oh, four, the Battle, yeah. of, the Battle, Alice, Ballad yeah. of Danny Bailey, Dirty Little Girl, I and do, All the Girls Love Alice. I do like All the Girls Love Alice, though. It's good. It's fine, but, but if it wasn't there, I wouldn't miss it. I, w- I think I would. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys notice uh, Screw You, Young Man's Blues? The intro is absolutely ripped off 100% by Boston more than a feeling. <laughs> yep. It's the same fucking chords. Exact same guitar everything. You know. Man, now let's talk about the songs we like, though. We I've talked about the songs I could do without. Yeah. Which is really just talking about the negative space in this very, very... I was going to say... High output it sounds, classic it album. It sounded pretty negative when you, you guys were coming in, but oh, well, this it, album... It's I, a delicious sausage. There's just a lot of it. I'm going to come out a double album. Casing. Like, uh, th- uh, uh, there's very, very few double albums that I think should exist. Why are you saying sausage? Because we all love sausage. Well, three I of us love really sausage. Yeah. yeah. But it's overstuffed. <laughs> it's just yeah. too much. It's going to pop in you're the pan. You're going to get sick. It's going to pop in the pan. It's yeah. going to pop in the pan. You're going to lose... You're, you're going to lose Dirty Little Girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're going to lose Your Sister Can't Twist. It's going to fry off. <laughs> you're going to lose the Jamaican jerk off. <laughs>
like I listened to this record while I was doing my my walking, and there's so much background noise to these things. Like Jamaican jerk off specifically, I thought a fucking car was gonna run me over like twelve <laughs> goddamn times. Yeah, I did notice the hot. Like, there's a lot of production just in the back. Yeah, just like all these things going on. It's super well, high production. Right well, now, we're listening to we we just got done listening to Benny and the Jets, which I now know was not a live recording. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just all that reverb, uh, the applause, and the crowd noise was added to make it sound like supper, like like a dinner theater. Yeah. It sounds, it works. It sounds cool. I, I especially, like, I, I don't need the crowd noise. They're fine. It doesn't distract me. But I really like on that song that slapback of the reverb. It almost makes uh, a, some of the, like, uh, it almost makes the beat sound, because it's already, it's just, it's a, it's a trudging song with that, with that beat. It's slow. It's already almost behind the beat it's so deep in the pockets and then you add that reverb with a bit of slapback on it there's still there's still the back end of a beat happening when the next beat's starting yeah and i think it works in the song's favor I you think wind it, that up I like think, like you're I think it's in a, really uh, cool like a stadium or or a bigger hall like there's parts like where like the claps come in yeah and like the claps, like they're together and they're almost off beat, but it's because of the uh, synthesized lag yeah. of 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 sound with it. Yeah. The the end effect of it, I dig it. Yeah. And I'd always assumed it was just a live recording that serendipitously, the the uh, everything that was going on in the room happened to work for it. But now I realize it was crafted in the studio, but that doesn't detract away for it for me. Yeah, for sure. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, though. Come on, man. That's a, that's a, that's a Goodbye, banger. Yellow Brick Road. That's, that's a amazing. beautiful song. That's a vocal workout. The range in this song. I didn't realize until I was trying to hum along. He goes very low and also very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. He's just uh, skipping on this, around. On this Goodbye Tour, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's just more or less a more of a sphere than a man, <laughs> and uh, keeps his keeps, keeps his David Carradine kicks below the hip. Yeah, keep, keep, keeps it keeps it low and slow. Yeah, I mean, hey, come on. Did you guys listen to any of the? Uh, I haven't read his book yet, but did you listen to any of like the interviews he was doing talking about it? Mm-mm. Like, says that he thinks that he he equates him not getting like getting the bug and dying due to the fact that like. His predilection for sex was watching other people do it and jerking off. That's pretty safe. That's how he escaped the uh, The old Jamaican jerk off. (laughs) The old Jamaican jerk off. (laughs) Yeah. I really need to get that book. That Um, is, is, uh, really though, the best way to not contract an STD is to just jerk off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was a voyeur. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, and that's what preserved him to now. God, how many fucking records did he have going on like in the past two years? It was like six. It was like three in a year. That's insane. And this is a double. That's why. Like what? They recorded this in Jamaica, but then they were like, oh, the sound's no good. They they attempted in Jamaica. They didn't get anything they could use. Oh, okay. So they moved back to the honky chateau. Yeah. Yeah. Who else was at that chateau? We just talked about that chateau. T-Rex. He, yeah, everybody. Wait, was it T-Rex? Yes, it was. Yeah. Because he told him to... Uh, there was he, someone else. Grateful Dead, T-Rex. Yeah, it was Grateful like, Dead. A bunch of people recorded at the Honky Chateau. Yeah, he told him to go to the Chateau to avoid play, or paying uh, income or uh, oh. tax. 
uh, from England. It's a tax haven? Yeah, it's a tax haven. There was, there was, there's one that I'm not thinking oh, of. So a bunch he, of people have run through that chateau, the Chateau de Heroville or whatever it is. They they were in Jamaica. Uh, he wanted to go there because Rolling Stones had recorded uh, goat head soup there. In Jamaica. In Jamaica. Uh, and so it started in January of 73. There's difficulties with sound systems, studio piano, coupled with the disturbance due to Joe Frazier and George Foreman boxing match taking place in Kingston. The violent political tensions uh, due to economic situations, so they decide to pack up and move to the Chateau. Hmm. I think Grateful awesome. Dead was the one I was thinking of, because mm-hmm. they were the ones that they, they just set up and played a show outside mm-hmm. for, for the small French town. All right, you guys ready for it? This is what blew my mind. Bernie Topin wrote the lyrics in two and a half weeks, with John composing most of the music in three days. That's just insane. <laughs> and I believe they recorded it in a week. That's a lot of booger sugar. Cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a That's a whole lot of cocaine. Pretty amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, no wonder it's fucking bloated then. Yeah. That's what the I fact s- that they... Look, the weird thing is, like, acting on the uh, cocaine ideas... And they all turned out to be pretty good. His, uh, and when most of them are turning out to be to pretty something. good, you're, you're second guessing the ones that you think might be bad. You're like, oh, but everything else is pretty good. Maybe this one's probably also good. Well, I mean, and Topin, like, he's a fucking great songwriter. And, you know, if John's knocking out the music for him, he's like, all right, I'm going to do one about the, the time that I was in England and I was in the bars. I'm going to do one about. Jerking uh, off in Jamaica. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We need a filler. What's this one about? <laughs> oh, it's about a painted lady. It's about, it's about Roy Rogers. Remember that time you talked yeah. to that magical seal? What the fuck is that song about? Gray seal. What is gray seal about? Good question. I don't get that song at fucking all. <laughs> I thought it was a play on gray slick. So, I don't know. That's the one that I do not know. I looked a lot of them up, but okay. I don't know about Gray Seal. You think it's, it's Elton John talking to Gray Slick? <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know about that. Maybe. I mean, uh, they, and tell me. Gray seal, how does it feel to be wise, to see through eyes, to see only what's real? Tell me, Gray seal. And the Gray seal said, "We built this city." <laughs> 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 Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait if that's in the... In oh, this book. Are we deep in the hoopla will not be in this book. Are we getting the starship? I would love to diss on that. Uh, I mean, I, I own it. So Susanna's a great song. We can we can diss on it like... Susanna's uh, a great song. After Hours. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a special bonus episode where we just diss on Starship. <laughs> Album's great. Like, yeah, there, there's no way you can get around that. Like, you can't even make a reasoned argument that this album is not good. Yeah, it's just really, really good. Even Grey Seal has so much bombast and shit. I like Grey Seal. Yeah, yeah, good song, man. Yeah, it's very good. I, th- I, yeah, I think 
the only qualms we're having is just kind of like, eh, just a bit too much and uh, just some unnecessary tracks for yeah. creating a completely solid album. It's too long. It, it just... But at the same time, I'm not dis- I guess I'm not disappointed those songs are there. It's just I wouldn't choose to uh, listen to them again or something. But I could had- do without about five out of these 17 songs. Mm-hmm. I think a yeah, a 12 song album would still be over the over the limit of what fits on an LP. Yeah, that's the problem is <laughs> our limitation. But you know, you you just save a few songs and put them on the next album because releasing. Three a year because it's it's the seventies. Yeah, there's an oil was he trying to get out Was he trying to get out of a contract at this point? Like putting out this much material? Was he not affected by the same oil shortage that Todd Rundgren was? Well, <laughs> Todd Rundgren was recording on his bunk bed. Yeah, so, like, yeah. He, he, he was directly affected by the oil shortage. Sure, El- Elton John is. Uh, that man he's got the money. The pond, yeah, Elton John's been stockpiling oil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still earlier in his career. This is what this is what this, this album is, is what, what made him absolutely a, an undisputable classic. Yeah, he was doing well before this, but. Elton John has arrived with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, we got a uh, certified gold in October of 73, five times platinum in uh, 93, and eventually eight times platinum in 2014. God damn. But I could see where it would, if there is an oil shortage, being hard to argue that Goodbye Yellow Brick Road should have been a double album before the fact. He had been successful before this, but he's not like, he's not like, Huge superstar before this, right? Right. It it was he was he was well established, but this is su- superstardom essentially. Right. Yeah. Well, and maybe they'd already committed to it Plus, when they went to Jamaica. I don't he know. He didn't get on the U- the U.S. charts until like this album. This right. Album right. Put so him if there's overseas. an oil shortage that is keeping other people from releasing double albums, I'm wondering what he uh, took up all the out al- the oil from. from <laughs> the shortage was caused by Elton John. No one ever explained that part of the, the shortage. There are a lot of copies of this album. <laughs> it, it it accounts for a lot of oil of. I'm, I'm sorry, Rundgren. Elton John has all the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> he has used all the oil allotted for this year yeah it's yeah every time i go back and i listen to this too i that first track is pretty amazing on the 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 synth Mm -hmm. that just comes in and it's bombastic and it's like right arp i believe Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. Yeah. is it arp or arp rob it's it's got periods in it but rob Mm -hmm. calls it arp i trust rob Arr, arr, arr. Call what you want, but it's make a pirate joke. Things have periods, but you pronounce it like OSHA. Yep, and that's the only one that's coming to mind. (laughs) (laughs) But you, it just sets the album up for this sort of like overly, almost like an opera or a like symphony of songs. I didn't know that song until this week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This is like I, I knew the hits off of uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Like I know Elton John's greatest hits, but I had never sitting down with sat down with the album. And uh, so yeah, this was my first introduction to Funeral for a Friend, uh, Love Lies Bleeding. It's my favorite song on the record. That's that's my standout. Nice. I love it. That's all twelve interesting minutes. Too. I was gonna say it's eleven minutes. Well, well yeah. but it, but is it really? Because it's kind of just two six minute songs. Yeah, you could argue. And I happen to like both of them. Yeah. But it's a full, I mean, 
but there's he, not really vocals in either he, part, right? I mean, oh it's yeah, second like, second part is just a classic song. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a six minute instrumental oh, right. intro. The part has lyrics, to right. another six minute long traditional pop song with vocals. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Sure, the ARP synthesizer was uh, founded by Alan Robert Perlman. <laughs> yeah, ARP. So it's his. Uh, it's his initials. It's his initials, but yeah. ARP is the correct. Way of saying it. So I figure what it is. One's an initialization and one's an acronym. So it's an acronym, not an initialization. Both. Like OSHA. Well, OSHA is an is an initialization, not an acronym. How come it's pronounced OSHA, not O S H A? Because if it did, I'm it never would be going to bed. Am I? I think. <laughs> ARP synthesizers were used in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, oh, sure. Well, but... All right. Well, let's go to bed. <laughs> I love the record. Get me out of here. <laughs> oh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Banger. Total banger. Yeah, Total banger. Song, yeah. Definitely one of the ones that I knew going into it. This is just a best of greatest hit. Uh, now that I've listened to it in the right chronological time frame of the year 1973, I recognize it as a glam rocker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is up absolutely. It fits right in. With, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Bowie, Mott the Hoople, T-Rex. Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting is a glam rock banger. Yeah. You nice. heard it here third. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we, we don't need to go around the room, right? Nah, Everybody's on the positive. positive. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is like a classic album. Listen it's, to a good record. Yeah, absolutely. All four of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I See, that's the thing with this book, too, is uh, I think we're... A, a bit more negative on some of the albums because we feel like, or at least I feel like, every album in here should just be that easy to be like, everyone just agrees, right? This is like, this is an amazing album, even if it's like weird or strange or off, off kilter or whatever. It's surprise, I think it's surprising when it is not a good album. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that should be surprising to us, I guess. And that's why we're a little. <sighs> All right, next time we'll be talking about Steely Dan, Countdown to Ecstasy. Countdown to all. Extinction. Goodbye, Norma Jean. No, I never knew you at all. You had the grace to hold yourself like those around you crawl. They crawled out of the woodwork and they whispered. Set you on the treadmill And they made you change your name And it seems to me